When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Dave Endon, and I'm in Sheffield, the snooker city, a stone's throw from the Crucible. If you can throw a stone, three miles, that is. It's one of the biggest days of the season. It's the final qualifying round of the Betfred World Championship, and this is just a mini-podcast, a short interview I've done with one of the qualifiers, Gary Wilson, who I think uh, was actually a good choice because, in many ways, he's typical of a lot of the British players who've come through been playing since he was a kid, got on the tour when he was young, snooker, wasn't in a great state at the time, he fell off, worked as a taxi driver, but then he got back on, and since he's got back on, he's done pretty well, he's earning a good living again, and he's very happy, as you will hear shortly, to qualify for the Crucible. Tomorrow, that's Thursday as we speak, I'll be looking at the draw, which will be made, of course, at 11 o'clock UK time. Well, I'm here in Sheffield, and it's an interesting day, this, because there's two types of snooker player on a day like this. There's players in the pits of despair, because they're not at the Crucible, and then there's Gary Wilson and the other qualifiers. Gary, you, you're through. Um, I wouldn't say it was painless, but at least it didn't sort of go 8 or 9 or You got the job done 10-6. Yeah, you'd, especially if you're 9-6 up, you don't want him getting 9-7, 9-8. Obviously, the doubts are going to creep in a little bit that you... you you, you could not even do anything wrong and you, you could end up still getting beat 10-9, you know. So, yeah, just happy to finish it off and get that chance in the last. Mm. There's a lot of talk, there will be a lot of talk about the Crucible and, you know, the World Championship coming up. You've played there before. What does it actually mean to be in that draw? Everything. Um, like I was saying in previous interviews just there, um, I was desperate to get through, <laughs> which isn't the best thing in a way mm. because you kind of put a bit much on yourself at certain times and you maybe chuck a few frames away that you shouldn't do, just through really silly shots that you trying too hard on really so yeah for me it was just kind of desperate to get through because of being there the first time mm. and then missing last year you want to get there again otherwise you don't know when you're going to get back so mm. yeah I'm just really pleased to get through again yeah and you know the, these days thankfully there are a lot of tournaments you've played in maybe 15 events this season but if you're not at the Crucible the, the, the season is, I guess it's a disappointing end and also it's the one time of the year people are going to see you aren't they it's on the BBC it's the tournament if people are going to watch snooker that's the one they're going to watch yeah definitely it's, it's the biggest tournament isn't it mm. obviously so it's, it's the one you want to be involved in um, I've only been in it once so for me it's not such a massive deal where like for other players who are there most years I guess if they miss out they're devastated you know mm. I mean 
I would obviously been disappointed, very disappointed, but I wouldn't have been absolutely devastated like some mm. of the players have had a loss because I've only been there once, you know, mm. so I'm just delighted to get through again. Your debut was interesting two years ago because, A, it's a debut, you're at the Crucible for the first time, so you've got all that excitement. Then you draw Ronnie O'Sullivan, uh, obviously kind of the tournament favourite. Uh, can you remember how you felt? Were you really nervous? I seem to remember you sort of went behind early on, but then you did recover. You started to play really well, actually. Yeah, um, I wasn't really that nervous. I mean, your first, first couple of frames... You, I guess you're just trying to find your feet and just hope mm. that you play decent and you don't want to be one of these that turns up with the Crucible for the first time and just absolutely collapses mm. and just basically <laughs> can't pot a ball and I knew after two or three frames that it wasn't going to be that way, I felt comfortable, I felt comfortable in the first frame, I, I was comfortable in, on the table in my surroundings and what was happening and that's like half the job done then, the next half has actually been able to play, mm. yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, once I... Once I I didn't really feel like I'd done that much wrong to go 5-1 down mm. um, I had a couple of really bad bits of a run mm. and I missed a couple here and there but he played quite well to go 5-1 and I still I still fancied sort of making a game of it which is probably why I did bring it back to 5-4 mm. so yeah I felt I felt alright in general mm. and at the end of the match it was interesting because he really celebrated which you don't normally see certainly the first round Ronnie you know he, he knew he'd been pushed maybe Maybe, I don't know whether, mm. you know Ronnie, it could be for all sorts of reasons, it, it could <laughs> yeah. have been that, or I think more likely it's just because he just wanted to show how much it meant to him kind yeah. of thing, and mm. not enough now to do with me or the game, just mm. just he wanted to give the fans a bit of something, you mm. know, so mm. um, it didn't mean anything to me, it was mm. just well done to Ronnie, and well played and mm. carry on, yeah. In terms of the Crucible, I mean, again, people who've played there say how special it is, it's the World Championships, so of course it's special, but in terms of the, the venue to play in, I guess the main thing is it is small, isn't it? It is intimate. There's not a lot of room. How, how did you sort of find that? I, I loved it. Like mm. I say, I was comfortable with that, and I quite jokingly compared it to a, a, like a working men's club kind of mm. environment where you've got the, the old guys just sitting around the two tables, you know. Mm. And it, it, in, a, in a stupid sort of way, it did feel a bit like that, where mm. everyone's very close, and it's like it's like coming to the working men's club on a Tuesday night and playing mm. your playing your best of nine game, you know, mm. and everybody's right there on top of you. And it, I, I'm comfortable in that kind of environment. I prefer mm. that more than most of the venues where the crowd are so far away mm. you, you, you do almost feel like you're still just playing on your own mm. although the crowd are still there and there's a lot of noise you don't really see them you don't really interact with them mm. as much whereas you can hear everything in the crucible everyone's basically right on top of you and yeah I love that kind mm. of atmosphere The other thing that's different and it's been the same with the qualifiers is of course the matches can take place over two days so you have you know time to think about the position you're in and, and that is a, another sort of mental challenge, isn't it? You know, you can't if you're ahead, you can't afford to get carried away, and I guess if you're behind, you can't afford to sort of give up. You, you just basically can't afford to overthink things. Yeah. I think in, yeah. in any respect, um, and I've had a taste of that again this week. Obviously, I've had is it two games? I've had two games out of the three where I've had to wait overnight to mm. play again, and you've not you've not got to. Th I think you're just not going to think anything. You've mm. not got to try and sort of think about it. Because you could, you could, like you say, you could be too positive and it not work out that way, or you could be a bit negative and it could easily change. And mm. best just forgetting about it and wait until the time comes again where you're back on the table striking the weight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've had, uh, I guess, Gary, in a way, two careers. You, you sort of broke through when you were very young. You came onto the circuit at a time when there weren't many tournaments, and it's very hard, certainly, like for a first-year pro to, to stay on. And it was, mm. it was difficult. There were months between events. Then you had some time away. Now you've come back, and it's all changed, doesn't it? And what do you sort of feel about? the way your career's gone and, and, and did the time away well, how was that were you sort of hungry to come back always yeah mm. I mean I always felt like it's what I wanted to do and what I deserved to be doing but I'm a completely different player in, in certain respects um, technically than what I was mm. the first time I was on the tour and I got into some really bad habits playing wise and 
like you say, a lack of tournaments, a mixture of things, and then dropping off the tour by one frame in the world qualifiers, ten nine, and and then obviously trying to qualify to get back on again on the payoffs where the tables aren't recovered every event, and I found that a struggle. The pockets were tighter, everything was pinging, they were drifting. Mm -hmm. I just found like I had a few years of not making excuses, but like I just didn't feel like I could get back to where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, or if the conditions were right, it deserved to be in a way. But like I say, I was a completely different player back then, and probably not as good. Mm. So I'm not by no means a you know outstanding player in my own mind yet, neither. But mm. I feel like I've, I've got a lot more. I give myself a lot more of a chance these days mm. than what I did years and years ago, which I think is what's helped us. Mm. And obviously the, the tournaments as well, being so many more, we've got more chances. Mm. You did never think actually, okay, snooker's not for me then. I'll, I'll, probably a couple yeah. of times, like right. a lot of people. Uh, I think. Uh, I guess if you ask most pros, 90% of pros will all say there's been a time or two mm. in their career where they've thought, you know what, not for me, I can't, mm. I can't be doing this anymore, it's too it's too much and I'm not good enough and mm. blah, you get all them thoughts coming in and I had them as well but I guess you just know deep down in your gut if you, if you can do it or not mm. and I think I always did and I always do know that I can mm. do something in the game deep down mm. so... That's what pushes you on. Also, I guess it's in your blood, isn't it? You've been playing from a young age. How did you actually sort of discover snooker? Uh, same as most players, a little table for Christmas, yeah. playing when they're young, and then Dad took, took us down the snooker hall at eight year old, and that was it. Eight nine year old, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm. So, just it's been my life, and I guess aside from jobs like taxi driving and working in a bar and um, working in a factory, like the mundane jobs you have to do to, to, to earn the money when I wasn't playing well at snooker or I wasn't on the tour and earning money through snooker um, they're just basically jobs that I would never see myself wanting to do but you think well what am I going to do like mm. if, I, if I'm not a snooker player it's all I've ever done what mm. am I going to do like literally I wouldn't know what I would like want to do I'd just I'd probably I'd probably still be a taxi driver and just yeah. going through the motions and end up depressed or something <laughs> well that's the thing I was going to say I mean obviously you know sport and snooker is no different it's a bit of a roller coaster of emotions but you can have these amazing highs I guess in sport that maybe you can't have in, in sort of what you might call normal jobs yeah I mean less security maybe I'm but yet, it's I'm, more exciting I'm yet to find a few of them yet like but <laughs> I know obviously I want to win a tournament at some point if I can but yeah, obviously you, you get you get great highs and, and obviously great money if you do well as well. So it's it's trying to enjoy it and play well at the same time, mm. and, and you know it's, it's a hard balance trying and enjoying it at the same time. Mm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just feel I've just got to keep plugging away. I mean, I'm in a lucky position, and like a lot of players will say, I'm in a lucky position to be able to play the game I've always played and make a living out of it mm. now. So. I'm just trying my best every tournament and mm. see what happens. And you come from quite a strong area, not just for snooker but for cue sports in general, obviously billiards as well. Yeah. Uh, so you've, you've you've grown up in in that environment. Stan Chambers was I don't know if Stan is still involved or not, but he was like the great character from that that area, wasn't he? That sort of a bit like Malcolm Thorne in Leicester really helped yeah, the young players. Massive, massive for the game, mm. Stan Chambers. I mean, he, he he taught me snooker from eight years old, and he's been there all through. Mm. He's been there or thereabouts with us all through my career, um, especially through the younger days. Where, like I say, when I was eight, nine year old, through through I was about sixteen, seventeen, he was always there helping us. He would help us down the club. He would put us in the working men's club when it was closed in the afternoon for a couple of hours, and he would, he would take his time to to, to help me. And um, I, I, obviously, I, I can't appreciate enough them years that he did he did that for us. But for the game in general as well, he's he's like like you say, he's like a Malcolm Thorne mm. of the northeast. He's such a massive influence to snooker and cue sports in the northeast. It's amazing, and um, yeah, he's he's still kicking around. He's still coming in the, in Whitley Bay clubs. Good. Comes to see Paul with yeah. his wife Sheila, 
um, comes in once or twice a week still does a bit of the Saturday morning coaching as well so he's still there and yeah he's what a brilliant bloke he is good it's good to know as we speak now we don't know obviously who you're going to play because the, the draw's tomorrow but I don't know it seems to me in general that the, there is a, a sort of a, a lessening of the fear factor between the qualifiers and the top players I guess you know you spend a lot of time together on the tour don't you it's, it, there was a time when if you were ranked sort of 40 in the world because the qualifying was different it wasn't an open draw you wouldn't see the world number one until if you got to the venue and there'd be a bit of mystique around a Davis or a Hendry yeah. I get the feeling that's not quite there now yeah, you, you kind of see them more for the players that they are, which mm. don't get us wrong, they're phenomenal players. But you used to turn up, and even when, like even in the old format, where I remember when I was first on the tour, and you'd get to the last qualifying round where you'd play a player ranked 17 to 32 mm. to get through, you still wouldn't really see them. And you'd you'd play them and you'd think, these are like God. Yeah. Like You're thinking, I can't make a single mistake because these players don't ever miss and things. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it's not true, but <laughs> at times they did play like that as well. Yeah. And you just think it's it's such a different kind of perspective now where you're seeing them all the time on practice tables and you're seeing them play matches and you're sort of watching them more and more mm. and you're going, oh, he missed that and oh, he's played a bad shot mm. there. Oh, he is human. Yeah. He, he is doing the same things that I do daily yeah. in practice yeah. himself and I know if I can play my game, mm. I'm just as good as that. Mm. So it's, it is totally different in, in that kind of way. It's a, it's a different mindset, I think, mm. yeah. So, uh, looking ahead to next week, again, we don't know who you're playing, we don't know when, but the fact that you're there is huge, isn't it? And and what what do you hope to take out of it, obviously, other than the trophy, which everyone wants? Is it to play well, to enjoy it? Is it to you know give a good account of yourself? Um, to play well and win, hmm. yeah. Basically, I yeah. mean, I'm not there to lose, no. and I've not worked this hard to try and obviously just turn up again and, sure. and, uh, and get beat out. I want, I want to try and play you know, as well as I hopefully can, and... Get, get through that first round at mm. least get into the tournament that's, that's the goal so far yeah. OK well congratulations it's a feat to qualify it's tough to qualify you're in the draw good luck next week thanks very much cheers cheers Gary thanks a lot cheers Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now Judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy Judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.